I'm the ghost of Christmas kick your ass! Jesus Christ. It has been like 10,000 years. Oh, God. John, where did we go? Uh, it's we... like... It's like we just went into this black void, and now that we've come back into the world, everything is fucked. What happened? Dude, it's all of a sudden, like, Thanos is like, I want to get rid of half the universe. Should have actually fucking happened. I don't... I don't... What's up, guys? Welcome back to Dead Bad. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Season season three. Uh, season two is concluded, and... Jeez, man. Uh, we, we came back at a, at a good time, at least for you and me, because we're both in the house. Yeah, we've uh, we've got a lot to talk about. I don't think we're going to get to the stuff that we missed, unfortunately. Um, but if we, we wanted to address why we've been gone for so long and uh, what we're planning to do for the future. Exactly. Um, before we get into the intro and stuff, let's go ahead and just clean a couple of things out here. Make sure you like us on facebook.com slash deadbatxx. Also, our respective Instagram pages at Trigger Happy Chatterbox and the world's greatest detective 626. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'll, I'll start it off with why I kind of, we kind of backed away. At least on my terms, I backed away because of my mental health. Um, I had a lot of stuff going on, and quite frankly, I just, I, my mind was not ready for the show at all. It just wasn't. Um, and that's when I hit up your boy Batman, and I was like, dude, I'm out. For the most part. Yeah, and, and, and with that stuff, you, you know, you, you've got to understand. Um, and I wasn't comfortable carrying the show by myself. I knew I couldn't. First of all, because it's it's based around just me and John throwing stuff to each other and, you know, just a big volleyball game. Yeah. And so it just wouldn't have worked with one person. Um, and, you know, the bright side is now, now we're back. Um, we did want to uh, address... Um, why our uh, third guest isn't here with us anymore. Yeah. Um, I know she's going to be listening to the episode, but um, take this as this is not a personal thing. We're, I mean, hey, I, I still want to see you next year at Pensacon. Um, I still want to be really great friends with you, at least on my end, because, I mean, I know you and me, we had parallels, Kyle, as to why we weren't feeling it, but I feel like, you know, me and you bouncing around the reasons why, um, it, it just got down to the point of how all of our ideas and our mindsets were meshing together. I mean, on my end, I don't think it necessarily fit, you know, what you and me do on the show on, you know, what it used to be the weeklies, you know? So mm -hmm. just to, just to put it in, in 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 those kind of terms, I mean, you know, Brandon, I know you're listening to this. You're a great person. Um, you know, hey man, we're always gonna be you know putting your name out there in a positive light. No, I don't think Dead Bat's gonna be for negative stuff. Never, unless no. unless you and me are zombie corpses, and that or necessarily we are part of Shadow Law. <laughs> Street Fighter reference. Then. Yes, maybe, you know, but until that time period, best of luck to you, Brennan, and you're a great person. Yeah, and, and um, you know, on, on my side of it, I feel like I have to apologize for the both of us. Um, you know, I, I think um, I think it could have been discussed and handled in a better way, personally. Um, and so for that, I apologize. Um you know, I, I think if you're listening, Brennan, we, we should have been a little more open with you um, about the, the whole process. Um, but I feel we're relatively new to the podcasting game. And, uh, um, you know, we're just trying to, I guess, forge those connections with other creators. And that's that's hard to do sometimes, um, especially when your ideas for a thing clash. Um, yeah, but yeah, we, we, we wish you all the best and, you know, I look forward to seeing your channel grow. Um, 
and seeing you at the next Pensa. Yeah, most definitely. And you're not wrong. We we could have definitely handled it all another way. And, you know, I hope this does not, you know, deter from, you know, us, all three of us being friends. Um, because, man, I saw the pictures. This, you know, this Pensacon, where she was, you know, squirrel rolling, she was freaking killing it, dude. Yeah, we're definitely looking at getting back up there to Pensa. But uh, with everything going on right now, you know, we we just don't know. Um, and that's another thing is that we have uh, we've canceled our hotel for Mega just because, um, you know, all, all the stuff going on. And we want to make sure that the group is going to be safe and uh, we're not going to have to worry about the coronavirus when whenever we go out. Um yeah, the, you know, the world is crazy right now and everybody's staying in their house and um, unless you're an essential worker, which thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, thank you for, for going out there every day and just being on the front lines with everything that's going on. Um, you know, I know the messaging has been kind of skewed on it about how, just how deadly it is, but you know, granted, you could have like you could be immunocompromised or have an immunocompromised family member, and you know, just the way our our society works, it's like if you don't if you don't go to work, you just don't eat. So, um, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for going to bat for us. Most definitely, it's one of those things where it's you know you. I think well, I should be saying the three of us because well, before we get into the new co-host, I do want to get into the whole COVID nineteen thing. Um, it's like every day, man. It's it's just one thing unpiling on another, and just for the essential workers, and not even just myself included, and you. I mean, I work at a grocery store, and you know, I'm not even me. Like the nurses, the people who are on. I mean, I I know people want to consider me on the front lines, but when they're literally next to a person that has this thing, it's just like, whoa, like, and, and some of them do come in the store and I, I, I don't want to, I, I want to hug them and tell them, Hey man, thank you so much for what you do. But then again, that goes against the whole social distancing shit. So, um, you know, to those that are, you know, really on the front lines doing what they do, fighting for, you know, not only the people who are dropping like flies, some of them are making out of this one and, and it goes to those, you know, I want to be able to do something for Dead Bat where we could send whatever proceeds we ever make on a weekly basis to them. Um, that'd be nice. Um, but for right now, you know, thank you so much for what you do. Absolutely. So, on the topic of a new co-host. Now, for you guys that are listening, you guys have probably heard the show by now and you guys understand, oh, well, you know, John and Kyle are freaking crazy. You know, trigger happy and world's greatest are crazy. Who can you get that can match the craziness of the two of them? Well, I got somebody right next to me who's a little bit of a booger, but at the same time, he's related to me. And uh, he's, in my opinion, the biggest Russian fan there is. And uh, I'm going to let him go ahead and introduce himself. Take it away, good sir. So, it's your boy. It's your man. It's the, the little fucking, you know, bugger this man over here mentioned. Uh, you know... Trigger Happy Chatterbox is a nephew, so name's Gabe, what's up, glad to be here. So, concerning how it be, and I'm still not truly sure about the third, you know, co-host um, situation, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm actually happy to be a part of this, because, uh, you know, you guys were doing this, so, hey, might as well add a little bit of my own input into it, if that helps. Yes, um... So, a lot of the time that you're going to be hearing me and World's Greatest go at it, he will also have a third opinion, and, and by he's probably one of the randomest people I've ever talked to in my entire life. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold up, Gabe, I need you to do it. Hang do, on. Yeah, do, do, do it. Do, do which thing? Bibbidi-bwee? Oh, oh, yeah, bibbidi Yeah. Well, first things first, before we continue, um... We, uh, or more specifically, I gotta address, is Skittles on a ladder the key to life? This is the type of random shit you're gonna be getting from him. 
Is Skittles on a ladder the key to life? Yes, is Skittles on a ladder the key to life, just like how you guys have your fucking sugar plums? Is it just Skittles on a ladder, or are you holding the Skittles? Well, unless we're talking about the theory of Skittles on a ladder equals to the solution of sugar plums equals to the key of God. Just mind-fucked, world's greatest in one shot. I think he just... I, I think that's the formula for uh, hyperspace. Yeah. I think he found it. Son <laughs> of a bitch. Boys, we got him. <laughs> so, before we get into... Uh, that, that's a bit of the, the third co-host. Um, what would you like to be called? Because, I mean, I have Trigger Happy. He has world's greatest detective 626. What would you be called, good sir? Uh, the Russianator. Cool. So, everybody, um, if you want to... <laughs> Oh, that's that's his name. No, 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 no lie. No, that's his name. On no, a, on a... I know. That's the way you said cool. Oh. <laughs> uh. but, God. So, uh, so yeah. Um, the Russianator will be our third co-host. Um, and get ready, because he's going to make a whole lot of Russian jokes. Uh, I, I would hope so, but then again, do you want me making dark... Cold War jokes, or do you want me to keep it family friendly up in this bitch? We are probably the most uncensored group of people that you will ever talk to. So, with that being said, as long as you don't say see you, next Tuesday, "see you next Tuesday" or the African American slur that we're not going to put on the show ever again, you're completely fine from there. Was okay. the only so. So, what John is saying is, don't go. Don't go midnight coffee black. Keep it to a very, very dark gray. Exactly. Okay, so I'll keep it Pierre then. Pierre, which is my uh, associate at work, which he's like 1203 in terms of how dark he is. Yeah, he's he's our charcoal brethren. We, we keep an eye on him. We make sure he's in the bushes out here in Wakanda. And we, we keep an eye out for his white-ass eyes and his white-ass teeth. Like, that's the only way you can see him in the dark, man. This, man. this man told me to tell him, hey, man, yo... What's going on, my charcoal brethren? And he left the aisle the second I told him that. He laughed. Like, he looked at me, and he was just like, uh, John, you a bad boy. You a bad boy. And then just walked out of the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we do have uh, some topics to talk about. Um, Kyle, I believe you're up first on the uh, on the panel. So, uh, take it away, good sir. Yeah, so uh, I wanted to address uh, some stuff. Assassin's Creed Vault! Follows out, guys. Okay. Uh, God damn. OBS was just like, what the fuck just happened just now? <laughs> you might have to master that. Yo. So, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming out. Um, the announcement trailer dropped like last week or something. And the game looks so much better than Odyssey already. Um, so, hopefully, longtime fans of the series like me are going to enjoy this one. Uh, it says it's dropping holiday 2020. Um, which for UB usually means uh, October or November. So assume mid-November at the latest. Um, and I've got some details for you here. So you are going to be able to play as male or female. Uh, the character will still be the same name all the way through. So whoever you pick, it it won't make a difference as far as the RPG goes. Um You'll have an in-depth dialogue system, so your choices, unlike Odyssey, will actually matter. Um, you can build and customize settlements, and uh, the the plot just looks a lot better. First of all, there was a hidden blade in the trailer. That's all I gotta say. Bruh. That's a, yeah, that's, that's more than Odyssey had already. Yo. Um... So as you guys know, May the 4th is just a few days behind us. Uh, so I wanted to address some Star Wars news. So uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is unfortunately going to be no longer with us. Um, despite its long-standing controversy over loot boxes, it's shaped up to be a great game with all of the, all of the free updates that they've seen fit to uh, bestow upon us. But unfortunately, DICE is being pulled by EA to develop Battlefield 6. So they are ending support for Battlefront 2. So no new content's going to come out, but they're going to keep the servers up and all that stuff. Uh-oh. Um, 
Yeah, I think they I think they just dropped one last update like last week and then that's it. That's you, all they're going to push. You know what that means, right? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted for you to know that that's not a good sign. It's like saying indefinite hold for a movie that hasn't come out yet. Yeah, and I don't think there's going to be a Battlefield 3 because there's no incentive for them to make one. I think their license is up in like 2025 or something like that. Yeah. Um and I don't think Disney is particularly happy with the way they've handled everything, so they're probably not going to get a renewal. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is Jedi Fallen Order is getting a new content update for free. Well, shit. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a nice... I didn't expect one for that because it's a single-player game. Rockin' um, uh, Yo, Rush, Russian just was like... He looked at like the screen and was like, bruh. Look, man. Yeah. The last time I heard someone doing some shit free, mind you, I only play a specific amount of games or other such things as, like that and shit. But the thing is, the last time I heard like some shit getting like free fucking DLC was Grand Theft Auto Five. Grand Theft Auto Five is a shithole. It's kind of like if you if if you had New York when all the gangs was going around with the crack wars, but instead of like instead of that, it was like scaled to ten, and it was also kind of like a Syrian war. At the same time. So you can't even fucking walk outside uh, without getting shot in the chest by some little ass kid with a fucking pea shooter that's sitting on a fagio. And I'm, 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 I'm not saying that to be homophobic or anything because I know there's those kind of fucking people out there. That's actually the name of a fucking vehicle in game. So I just wanted to clarify that real quick. I it's feel like we could... It's a really shitty scooter, but continue. To, to go off of what you said, I think we can get away with that word just because the fact where if they don't understand Rockstar Games, they really need to get off the... They, they sadly enough need an essential amount of Jesus if they I, don't understand. I'm okay if you say Faggio from this point forward. <laughs> John, John, did, did, did Gabe just describe the Bronx? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's, that's all of New York right now. Oh, that, that's, oh that's, the, that's the Bronx and Harlem. Sorry, Harlem. <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. So, it's still fucked up from the Hulk and Abomination fighting. So, yeah, Fallen Order is getting a free update. Um, it's going to have new skins for the main character and BD1. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have New Game Plus. It's going to have a new thing called Meditation Training which will consist of combat challenges and you'll have a sandbox mode where you can make your own encounter. So you can like drop your own NPCs in to fight and stuff like that. Huh. Okay. It, when you said um, make your own sentiments, it's, it sounded like a uh, fallout four a little bit. And that, that's one of the few things I give the game credit for. So if it has, it that, might be similar. Yeah. Like that'd be cool. So I need to, we can all, we can all weigh in on this one, but I need to, I need to drop the news because my boy, so, and I'm relying on your experience with MK heavily here, John, because I haven't played an MK in a long time. Okay, bring it on. So Mortal Kombat 11 is getting a new expansion called Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. Yes. Uh, it's going to feature a new story. It will, and this is where I need your help, it's going to reintroduce stage fatalities, mm -hmm. uh, new arenas, and friendships. Yes. Now, now, what are stage fatalities and friendships? Okay, you remember that time where you'd play the old nostalgia Mortal Kombat's and you would uppercut a motherfucker in the chin and they'd just be like, ah! And then they would hit the needles and you'd be like, ah! That's the fatality we're talking about, where you're not doing the special move that they're known for, but they're using the environment to kill you on like some kind of monstrous scale. Okay, so it's like Injustice 2, but R-rated. R-rated. Alright, cool. And then and then what are friendships? It's another way of saying, you know, I'm going to soften the blow by just making you my friend after kicking your ass. Not bad. So, I, I remember one of them was you're able to turn, like, I think Sub-Zero back in the day was able to turn someone into a baby, and then he, he, he kind of, like, he held it and cuddled it, and it just said, Sub-Zero wins friendship. And I'm just like, damn, you lose even more if my man turns you into a goddamn infant and then just, you know, cradled you. <laughs> so, 
yeah, friendships are pretty much that in, in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, continue, bud. So the final thing it's that that I have to add is that my boy Alex Murphy RoboCop is going to be a character in MK11. Yes. Um, and that is the first time that RoboCop will be making a guest appearance in a Mortal Kombat game. I don't know if you saw the trailer. I'm hyped. Did you cream once or twice? 30 million times. Look, um, <laughs> I, so I don't know how I feel about the voice actor yet, probably because I haven't, you know, I haven't heard all the lines yet, so I'm not sure. But, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, I would have been fine personally with audio ripped straight from the movie. Um, but I'm assuming it, it works a lot like Injustice 2 where the character has something to say to other characters. Yeah. Um, before the before the fight and during, so yeah, you know I'm fine with them getting another voice actor. I was just have to see how it pans out. But the the fucking the CGI like model that they're using, fucking incredible. Oh yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and that expansion is showing up May 26th. So your boy will have MK11 on his PlayStation before May 26th. Gotcha, and that means I'm gonna have to pick it up myself too because I mean. We've been uh, playing a little bit of Five. Obviously, you know me with Marvel. We've been playing a whole lot of Marvel. And so MK11 will definitely be on the next list of games that I must learn. Even though Final Fantasy VII is out there and I keep getting bugged to death about that game. Yeah, you've um, already been tempted like three fucking times already. I'm if, surprised you don't have it by now. If you See, here's the thing. Once you dive deep, and that's not a Kingdom Hearts joke. Once you dive deep... You don't, it's like Batman killing people. You're not going to stop. You're already done at that point. Like, you're not even Batman. You are a criminal. And that's why. And then, here's the thing. Here's the chain of events that would happen if I got seven. I would lose my job. I would lose my savings. Okay? And we would lose the house. John, this is Captain America, your inner voice. Get Final Fantasy Seven. Fuck. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Just you guys are just like looking at me like the fuck. I'm just. So yeah, it, Final Fantasy VII looks good, and I've been tempted, but I just I don't know. I don't know that I feel like Final Fantasy because I played 15 and I was like, eh, but from what I hear, that's not a traditional Final Fantasy game. No, it's not. So you know, I've I've heard. Even people that expected to not enjoy Final Fantasy VII have been enjoying it. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I, I think I'd just have to see it played before I make that commitment. I gotcha. Um, so that's all I have except for the, uh, you know, our, our main topic of discussion. Yes. Um, so I'm going to pass the pass the buck to one of you guys. You got it. I believe it's uh, seconds on me here. Um, so a couple things. As you guys know, within the time that we have been quarantined, uh, a whole lot of bull has happened. And I mean, like, in the comic industry has been happening. Uh, different types of people have, I guess, expressed their opinions. And some of them are a lot shittier than others. Throw a couple names your way. And, of course, um, Russian is, you know, no stranger to hearing these names and then me yelling in a derogatory fashion. Because, quite frankly, dude, I, I wish I could kick all these people in the face. But um, <laughs> does Dana Swartz, which is the one writing for the Disney Plus show for She-Hulk, um, um, Dan Slott, he's another one that just needs to, if I ever see that man, dude, you may have to pull me from the fucking vendor. You may have to. Um, who else? Uh, Bendis, but I mean, you guys know how I feel about Bendis. Um, and then just a few others. Like, it's not crashing. It's, a big part of it is COVID-19. Because no one wants to go out and buy physical copies of comics and, you know, catch it while they're there. It's human interaction plus, you know, nah. It's, it's airborne, motherfucker. If you sneeze, you may get this. If you cough, you may get this. Or especially for the fact that it's like if you're going out to make like a physical trade, if you're just going out to buy like the physical copy and shit at like a store or from like someone that you know actually has like the copies and shit. Like even if they just like simply touch the fucking plastic or the book in general, I, I, I presume mostly they'd be plastic. I'm not much of, like, a comics book yeah. guy as, like, the, the both of you. But I presume, like, even just if they touch the fucking plastic, they could just simply just spread it via the touch. So if you touch that exact same thing, I'm sorry, but, you know, you're fucked all the way next to Tuesday. So, 
Um, yeah, good luck with that shit. It's it's to the point where you know um, it's not even the COVID nineteen thing. It's they're posting stuff on Twitter and they're making themselves look like idiots, like all the way around. And it just I was waiting for this particular show to just go off because son of a bitch. You got Dana Swartz over here comparing COVID-19 to the rise of Skywalker. Get fucked. How does how does how does that work? So, she basically all in all was saying that we're we're going to go through the rough times, but we're going to treat it like it never happened. And I'm just like you need to get fired. Like Number one, you're touching one of my favorite characters because, I mean, she is writing for Shulky, for fuck's sake. The second thing is why would you compare COVID-19, which is a real, real, it's, it's a situation, it's real, versus a movie that not only I'm going, it's irrelevant, like my goddamn New York Knicks over here, but at, at the same token, why would you put two and two together? Like, what compels you to post that on Twitter? And just the gall to go outside and think you don't get called out for this shit. Right. Like, I I don't think we're going to just, you know, scoot on past it like it never happened. Uh, there's going to be a lot that's going to change after all of this. Like, it's there's going to be a lot that we do in our day-to-day life that's going to change. Um you know, it's it's going to be a while, probably a couple months after the virus, quote unquote, leaves. We're still going to be wearing masks when we go outside. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't, and even then, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, a lot a lot of process changes just in our society along the way. I don't I don't think we're just going to breeze past it. Um, you know, like I, I know it's got a, a, a pretty low percentage of, of death rate as far as what's being reported, but it's a pretty confer- controversial thing because we haven't even tested a lot of people to confirm that they have it if they did die. So we we can only get some of the scope of this thing, and it's probably bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, I don't I don't think we're just going to go back to normal like nothing happened. I think it's going to have some ramifications later on down the road. Yeah. Um it, you know, I don't think we'll see any sense of normalcy until late next year maybe. I definitely can really agree with you on that one cuz I don't think we're going to see any kind of normalcy for a while. Right right. I think around like I I put a timetable on saying, you know what? And this is this is where I'm going to probably hit it a whole lot better than Trump did, but um, October, November of next year, I could see us kind of being like, you know what? Going outside is not as bad as what we think it is, even though we're still going to probably get like a small little voice in your head's going to be like, mm, I don't know if we should, because we're going to think about this podcast episode. But if I wanted to make a timetable specifically to when this ends, where we can be a little comfortable on things, I definitely would say October, November of next year. But... As far as the comics industry goes, it is collapsing. None of them are making the right choice whatsoever. You and me talked about this on the phone. And for those that don't hear me and Kyle's conversations on the phone, they're not pretty. I'm over here yelling off the top of my goddamn lungs, walking across incoming traffic, going back to work. And me and him are just exchanging what we would do better for this. Um, yeah. It's just nuts. It's it's to the point where, you know, it's not COVID-19. It's, it's, and Dan Slott came out. This is where I lost a lot of respect for Dan Slott. This man came out and was like, if you vote for Donald Trump, fuck you. Really? Really, guy? You're going to say that. And, and a lot of people are losing their jobs as a result of you get, go, get woke, go broke. That whole thing has been a narrative for three, four years. I want to look Marvel in the face and be like, is that really helping you with your 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 comics distributions? I think we were talking about this too, where uh, Diamond Distribution is is looking kind of uh, to the point of just kaputs. 
Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're open back up now, but I, I think there was a moment where they were down, and uh, both Marvel and DC were looking at different distribution options, and then they went, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute, actually, we're open. It's like so they have no contingencies if things fall in the cracks, like. Marvel back in 96, they they needed to make comics. Otherwise, they were fucked. DC was like, we got Warner, Warner Brothers. It doesn't fucking matter. They'll go ahead and pay for us no matter what. They're making, like, Bruce Tim with his animated series. We're fine. No, Marvel couldn't do that shit. The only reason why Marvel is the way they're, they're at right now, being stagnated and being kind of comfortable, is because they have corporate backing now. If they didn't, Lord have mercy. They'd be just where Dark Horse and Image Comics was or, you know, Valiant Comics. Any of these indie comics, you know, companies. Jesus, if it continues, they're fucked as well. Yeah. You know, they they don't have a streaming service to put comics on. Like DC Universe did a really smart move and decided they wanted to slide comics on there. That's a smart move. If, if Disney Plus did that for Marvel Comics... If, you know, let's just say physical comics died out tomorrow, we have a place to go to, to read our comics. And you only pay, what, eight to ten bucks a month just to read whatever comic you want? Great! Yeah, I mean, digital is a a pretty solid way to go, but I also understand that everybody wants that, that physical because, you know, there's, there's a lot of speculation around digital that, um... You know, some of those clauses say you don't actually own that thing, even if you buy it. So, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, what happens if you buy something on? And I know we've talked about this before, but what happens yeah. if you buy something on digital, and the server gets shut down, and now you don't own the fucking thing anymore? Yeah, it's 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 an ugly situation where in the past we've seen that, like with PSN and other things, where you'll. I remember there was a couple instances where I saw people literally buying the game online and because you don't own this, like it malfunctions and says you need the disc. It's like, I don't have the disc. I just purchased it on the store. So what do I do? Right. So it's, it's an ugly situation. I just hope that things get better from this point forward. And, you know, the, the SJW nonsense we've been seeing over the past. Okay. I'm going to do it because you both have been waiting for me to snap. Do it. Just, just, just. so what, what's the fucking guy's name? Kibble Smith, whatever the guy's name is. This man, something like that. This man came up with a character or characters called snowflake and safe space. What the hell is that? You know, that's a really good fucking question because at the same time, they look like Power Rangers that never made it, bro. I, I do believe they actually got taken off of, like, a roster that was going to be distributed, so maybe that's a good fucking thing. And in your terms, that most definitely is a good fucking thing. I, I don't, like I said, I don't read comics. That's y'all guys' thing, so I don't really know. I, I personally wouldn't fucking read the new New Warriors, because it looks fucking garbage. But... You, you hear what this man said um, on the video for Marvel? He was just like... Yo, man, I was afraid of the new warriors. I kind of was intimidated. Get the fuck off my screen, bitch. Damn. You're, you're afraid of Nova? Why are you afraid of Nova? Because he has more testosterone than you? You you create a character named Trailblazer. Fucking Trailblazer. Listen, this girl looks like a fucking war, a Ford Windstar. That's how big she is. The only trail that she's leaving is the amount of flatulence she's got out of her ass cheeks get out of my face with this nonsense yeah i'm looking at the new characters now and i just dude i i'm not i'm not feeling it safe space this man looks like aqualad with a stroke (laughs) yeah i don't Okay, I'm just, I gotta speak the truth on that, okay? I'm looking at the two characters, and I'm like, who the fuck drew this, okay? Because I want to meet them, and 
Maybe exchange some words. Maybe a few kicks to the face. Hopefully, it scrambles the brains. Like, here's, here's my thing, man. I, I think inclusivity is good. But I think you can do it in the wrong way. Where you're just looking at a list and you're checking off boxes. And that's it. Like, sometimes, you know, sometimes a character can be LGBTQ. You know, sometimes a character can be trans. It, it's fine. But don't just check a box to check a box. You know? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I don't, agree with you. Don't. Don't don't throw all these characters together in this one comic because it it just doesn't feel great, dude. Like if you had dropped these characters into the the regular lineup, I feel like people would have been fine with it. But when you go and you make a new comic that feels like you're checking boxes, that's when people get pissed. Yeah. Um, because if if you don't do it well, people who are part of those groups get pissed off too. Believe it or not. Get woke, go broke. Because that's the narrative of the New Warriors and the X-Men. God damn it, the fucking X-Men. How the hell do you come up with an entire team that literally is the social media club of the X-Men? You got you have dudes literally being like, yeah, man, my powers are, I'm checking out Twitter. What? I remember dudes like Beast and Wolverine, you know, dudes who would just take your head off if they ever wanted to. Cyclops, which is still a dick, but still, just Optic Blast, Phoenix, and still blow your ass off. Like, come on, dude. (laughs) You had a dude who is like, my power is to check Snapchat. Huh? Dude, all the apps on my phone, I I must be a fucking superhero. Uh, Apparently, you probably are the equivalent to Onslaught with all your fucking apps. Yo, yo, you don't even know. I've got got Facebook, I've got Discord, I've got Instagram, I've got Reddit. Come at me! (gasps) See? You're a threat automatically. They don't don't even want to touch you. I'm a Twitter warrior. I'm going to get you canceled. That's what they sound like, by the way. What, what what Russian just did just now is what they sound like online. Ironically enough, concerning all these fucking SJW comics, like, these are the fucking people they're pandering to. It's probably just garbage-ass people on fucking Twitter that complain a lot about life and everything. And even for the fact that they're pandering to these certain groups, the same groups are still not that fucking happy. And... If they are, they're most more than definitely bullshitting because they just want to watch the world fucking burn. They don't want anything good. They don't want anything cool. They're not, you know, they're not filling in with, like, the quote-unquote cool kids, you know, and all that bullshit. Like, like, what happened to good fucking writing, man? Like, oh, oh what happened with that? Segwaying. Because my last point is exactly what you just said. So, comic recommendation of the week is probably one of the stories that I've been holding back for a long time because they've made two fucking movies out of it and I've been holding back on not talking about it. You've heard me talk about Old Man Logan. You've heard me talk about World War Hulk. I'm about to get ahead and just in five seconds cover the Dark Phoenix saga because there's not really much to talk about. Everybody already knows what happened. She loses her shit and the X-Men fight against her. But I will tell you, for the time that it came out, it was like, what, 93, 94. It was around that time period that the X-Men were at its apex. They were, I mean, dude, they were pushed harder than the Avengers, the Fantastic Four. I mean, the X-Men were number one, along with Spider-Man, for a long time. But that was one of the biggest stories outside of the Days of Future Past and then them bringing, you know, Nate Gray and Cable and Bishop and those characters. That was one of the few big stories back in the day that people were just like, oh my god, I want to read more of this, you know, and... Um, that's a story worth discussing because it didn't cover just a woman that had powers. No, you, you knew who Jean Grey was and it focused on the, the, the nature of her powers and the dark side to it. And also it showed that Xavier was trying to make sure that she didn't go off. So it didn't focus on an agenda. It didn't focus on anything necessarily. It still was in the continuity of the X-Men. But it was expanding on the dark side of what Jean Grey has in her. And and that right there, I mean, 
I remember when I was a kid, I had the, the not the whole saga, but I mean, dude, it was to the point where it's just, you know, I had a good amount to know what was going on. So, but that is my good comic recommendation of the week. If you guys ever want to go ahead and check out um, the Dark Phoenix saga or any other comic that I'm going to be covering, hey man, that was the last thing I mentioned at the, I know I went over the 10 minute mark, but we had so much fun, I couldn't help it. But, um, sliding on over to Russianator. Russian, what you got? So, my segment, it might be a little bit short and fucking sweet. Because I don't, I don't want to drag this on too long, and it might be a little bit sad concerning... If some people actually know the subject I'm about to be talked about, then that's cool. If you don't, then maybe you could possibly understand if you do a little bit of research. And that's cool if you don't, it's cool if you do. It's whatever. But at the same time, I know this might be actually a little bit of uh, mildly old news. It depends on who is actually listening to this. Yeah, go ahead. But I wanted to uh, address something concerning someone that actually recently passed away in the past month of April. And that individual was the voice actor Rick May. reason I'm talking about him is because, well, like I said, he passed away in the month of April. But the thing is, this kind of affected one of my communities, being where I got my name from and kind of where I click with, being Team Fortress 2. And this man did one of the... One of the... Uh, one of the nine roles being the soldier for Team Fortress 2. And, of course, if... If you know the voice actor, he actually did, like, other kinds of things, like voices for, I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head, like Star Fox 64 and such as, for, like, Peppy Hair and all that. So, and, to kind of get into it, to get to the fucking point, I wanted to actually kind of congratulate the company that, that runs Team Fortress 2 being Valve, because they recently made a sort of, like, uh, a fallen soldier tribute to Rick May as a, in a form of a statue that they put in game on like a good majority or all of the maps and shit. I actually wanted to give them mad props for that because that was really fucking cool. And whether or not if you respect the man, like I generally respect his work because I think his his voiceover work for the soldier gives the game life. I mean, like a good majority of the people, if you play Team Fortress 2 then you most definitely know whether you care about the lore or not, or if you're just playing it just to be an asshole. Almost a good people, a good amount of people who use the black box, the contrary, and the goddamn escape plan. I'm looking at you, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> um, if if you play that play style, then yeah, you're most definitely an asshole. But at the same time, if you're definitely playing it just to kind of get immersed and have fun with your friends on Steam and shit, well, you know, listening on Discord and all that, then you know that's all. That's all. Uh, you know, well said and done, but that, that, that's, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to drop onto, and if you, if you two guys have something to say on it, then go on ahead. Yo, world's greatest, you still there with us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, yeah, man, so, uh, I'm gonna let you take that one, I'll, I'll take the, uh, the anchor on, on the topic of Rick May passing. Okay. Um, I, uh, I only have one thing to say. We teleported bread. Yeah! On, on to you, sir. Damn. Um, for those that are probably listening to the podcast already uploaded, I'm very sorry for the fact your eardrums were destroyed. But at the same time, I think it was justified. Um... That's always sad when someone passes away. I mean, voice actors galore, they get my first, you know, my salute. Because that's not an easy job, even though people are like, oh, yeah, it's easier than what I do. Uh, fuck you, I don't care. Um, You know, dude, he was part of, what is it, Peppy Hair, you said? Yeah, it was like Peppy Hair from Star Fox 64. So. You mean this man was the same dude that said, use the boost to get through? Like, bro, like, he yeah, gets he, all he, the type of respect He was that same guy. He was that same guy. So if, if people actually know him Brez, from that role from back Brez, in the day, Z, then yeah. Brazi or R twice. Do a barrel roll. Let's do a barrel roll. They used to shake do their barrel roll. They used to shake their heads while they were talking. I'm like, be careful. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> but... Yeah, I, I see you, man. Like, all in all, it's it's sad, and um, definitely for the communities that he was part of, will be missed. He really yeah. will. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're in an interesting time where um, 
you know, a lot of uh, a lot of like the voice acting heroes got into it late, and so we're starting to see them, um, you know, pass, and it's you know it's heartbreaking to see childhood heroes fade away, um, mm. and you know that's just that's kind of where we're at, and you know it doesn't suck any less, but. Yeah, you just kind of got to do your best to keep moving and just keep the fandom going in their name. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's definitely something that's going to be going on with you know the TF2 community on all that shit. And unfortunately, the reason that he passed was probably due a mixture of things, but mainly the one thing that most definitely got him was of course COVID nineteen, which absolutely fucking sucks. So. To, to, to kind of end off my little short message here after that little thing talking about Rick. Um, be careful while you people are out there. If you really need to go like full fucking like radiation suit to protect your ass, going ahead. I don't care. I'm like, I'm the, and fucking Trigger Happy already knows this. I'm the same dude who went to fucking Target and wore like an entire like Soviet GP5 gas mask to Target. And I didn't give a single fuck. There was so many people over there looking at me and staring at me and shit. I didn't care. I just, I wanted to be protected. I didn't, like, really have, like, a normal face mask to wear at the time. So I kind of just wore that and just said, fuck it. Because the other mask that I have was really edgy because we got it from a con. So I didn't want to actually scare people that way. I think I'd rather scare people with, like, Cold War technology, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's, that's kind of going to, like, end off my little thing. Um, if we were in Canada, like Target Canada, which I know that's like a, a laughable joke to everybody who's in Canada. Like if we were in Target Canada and you were wearing that, it would have been Fallout 5. I mean... Because like, bro, it's like a hipster joint. There's like shit on the shelves. No one works there. There's like maybe a graveyard shift every hour. Just the company's kind of like, we're fucked, we're fucked. And just like, they see you, oh dude, I'm playing Fallout OST like the entire time you're walking. <laughs> like it's just happening. But yeah. we do have a general discussion, um, which of course I believe, guys, it's The Last of Us 2, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And um, I think uh, the first tweet that kind of hit everybody was uh, Troy Baker saying, you know, keep an open mind when it comes to the game. And then nobody knew what he meant by that. It was like, dude, it's The Last of Us, you know what I'm saying? And and then we kind of found out why he said that. Um, Anita Sarkeesian, which you remember that name from Gamergate, you kind of just, you cringe. You know, you cringe, you run away from anything that has to do with Gamergate from like fucking what, 2008, 2009, 2011 is when this shit was going on. So like, yeah, Nita Sarkeesian is director. No, I think she was uh, like an influence to the vice president of Naughty Dog, actually. Okay. Either that or she was on the writing staff. Something like that. That's that's at least what I know because I've, I've like checked out a whole bunch of like different sources and shit from what i can conclude she was more than definitely probably a uh like an influence on the naughty dog like directives over there and shit yeah and more specifically the vp who the vp is not exactly that fucking great um but to, to let you two continue i'm actually gonna go take i'm um, like a bathroom break real quick but just to let you two continue on that, if I hear something, I'll chime in. While Russian goes and drains the Soviet snake. Um, so here's the thing. I, ugh, dude, you know how I feel with these kinds of topics, man. It bothers the fuck at me that we got to talk about another SJW or in this case, another Gamergate kind of discussion. But the fact of the matter is, is that. If you would have not known who this woman was, you wouldn't have given a hot shit whatsoever about this whole thing. But the fact of the matter is, you know, this is the same woman that pushed topics like, you see these five Final Fantasy characters? Well, what if we made them realistic? I'm like, I don't mean to say this, I'm sorry. But you dumb bitch, do you not see the second word out of the title of Final Fantasy? It's not supposed to be real. Like, that's, mm, that's my problem with it. And then number two, what were the missions that were being leaked, dude? Uh, I don't want to get into the leaks. Okay, um, okay. 
just just in case you know people haven't seen it or whatever uh but what i will say is that uh the multiple multiple story details were leaked and that has longtime fans of the series worried about the story of the game and the treatment of certain characters um after seeing the leaks the uh, last of us fandom is in uproar and Naughty Dog is actually striking any channel that talks about the leaks, whether you have game footage or not. So even if you're just discussing them, Naughty Dog copyright strikes your channel. Well, let's see, you, you caught me there. Thank you, Batman, because we probably would have had a problem against Naughty Dog for that, but... No, we're not even on Naughty Dog's radar. Let's fucking hope not. I don't, yeah. I don't need you having a fucking, you know, copyright lawsuit on your fucking hands, you know? Like, well, shit. well, we're going to fight and we're probably going to win because they don't want to see Deadpool and Batman at their doorstep. Um, so uh, the original rumor was that it was a disgruntled employee that was frustrated over pay that uh, uh, leaked the information, but... The studio says that it wasn't an employee and it was an outside, like, uh, hacking that was done. Which, um, but that, then again, that's the studio saying that, so take that with a grain of salt. Whatever the um, story may be, I mean, like, shit, concerning the crunch culture currently going on with certain game companies, Rockstar, I'm looking at you. <laughs> um, I mean, like, shit, if they really wanted to, like, you know, push a fucking narrative, I mean, like, which one would you rather push? Because, I mean, like, we're getting, like, a he said she said kind of fucking thing where it's like you know some people like considered sources are saying like oh it was the disgruntled employee shit while the studio and sony and shit are saying like oh you know it was like a a hacking of our system i mean like to kind of weigh the options which one do you honestly think sounds better disgruntled employee or for the fact that you're like you know your security servers are kind of really garbage and people are able to access it like that fucking easily like i mean like come on Another thing we have, right. another thing we have to monitor is where are these sources coming from. Is it like we got this covered because you can never trust those guys? If it's like Kotaku or something, all right, again, grain of salt. But all right, I weigh them a little bit more than we got this covered. Remember, this is the same group of assholes that told me a Red Hood movie would be out, and I'm still waiting on it. Right, and um, Naughty Dog and PlayStation are both on full damage control mode. They dropped a story trailer or something like that today, and uh, PlayStation turned the comments off and turned the likes and dislikes system off. I'm not surprised. Um, And Neil Druckmann, which was the creative director, I think, came out and basically said that uh, the game has gone gold so they're printing discs and all that stuff now and he said that no matter what you've heard it's so much uh so much better when you play the whole thing all the way through and i'm super skeptical man i just you know i'm taking it with a grain of salt and i think i'm gonna wait for reviews after the game comes out because the stuff that i've heard isn't great yeah and the same could be said for, you know, myself. I mean, I'm not going to speak Russian, but I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I've ever, I've never played, like, The Last of Us, so I really don't, like, have too much of an opinion. But I'm pretty sure concerning some of the leaks, especially one that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, like, shit. Like, dude. If, if I was a part of that fandom, I would be pissed, too. Especially with the fucking agenda they're kind of pulling here. Like, don't you think we're getting enough of this bullshit? Like, how many, how many times do... Like, certain companies and shit like that, or certain, like, sources of media need to keep, like, pushing agendas to understand, hey, that's not paying the fucking light bill. That's kind of making you go more fucking bankrupt. The the problem stems with, and you're getting this with comics and movies and games of all sorts, the problem stems with, if you put something out and it offends them, then, oh crap, you have to pander to them. So when you pander to them, you notice they're not giving you a response... Then it's like, what do you do? The solution? Stop giving a crap about what they say. Honestly. Because they're not going to give a hot shit if you put out something that makes them happy or not. They really, like you were saying earlier, Russian, they just want to see the, their wor- the world burn. Yeah, the, the, these, these fucking people don't care. If they're offended, then that's their fucking issue, man. Like, that, that's, that's really what it is. Like, when it comes down to any game that we talk about that ends up smelling 
like an agenda is being pushed, then that's what's going on. But the problem is that these people need to understand, developers need to understand that they're not going to get them on their side. They don't care what you push. You could be pushing the most realistic story with gender equality, with all types of different narratives being pushed, and they still wouldn't buy the game, and they still wouldn't give a hot shit whether or not you're supporting them or not. So to Naughty Dog, to Marvel, to a little bit of DC at times, stop. So and and here's here's my take on it is that there's you know there's normalization of uh you know gender equality and stuff like that and then there's um like what you were saying which is pushing an agenda where you're just throwing shit in there to throw it in there. You know, I think um gender equality should be normalized. I think human beings are human beings no matter what regardless of your orientation or what have you. But I don't think you need to look at your next thing that you're making and go, all right, what boxes do we need to check on the checklist? Yeah. Uh, check, check, check. Got that one. Got that one. Got that one. Yeah, man. Like, like to, to, to kind of drop a little bit more, like it shouldn't even fucking matter if like the character or the person who's like portraying a said character is like, you know, it, sh- it shouldn't matter if the person's fucking straight, gay, trans, black, white, Asian, fucking purple. I, I don't, I don't give a shit. As long as you make, or at least, you know, act, uh, like, in a good format, and you actually make the story believable, and it's actually fucking, like, I can vibe with that shit, you know, like, maybe having some fucking popcorn, or just chilling with, like, like, with some fucking, you know, Cheetos, or some shit, whatever the fuck people eat nowadays, I just eat Funyuns, um, (laughs) like, if I could just vibe with it, that's cool, but if you're pushing an agenda, I don't want to be looking like I'm, like, in a fucking mirror, I don't want to be looking like I'm looking at real life, I want to enjoy some form of, like, entertainment, you know, I want to fucking, I want to enjoy that shit, I want to be, you know, away from the real life problems, man, I don't want to fucking deal with that shit, like, one show off the bat that I think all three of us can agree of, like, that came out last year that was a hit, that didn't have any of these things. A great storytelling. It's actually going up your alley here, Kyle. Um, Star Wars, The Mandalorian. You know? Great story. Bingo. Great story. Got all, and, and hey, it had a, a female uh, protagonist in the story, uh, episode four, Gina Conrano, who's the uh, MMA, uh, well, former MMA star, because I know she's trying to get into acting. But they didn't, like, try to force the narrative of, and they didn't do the box checking either, like we were, like you were just talking a second ago. They didn't do the checking of the boxes. Cool, we got a woman. Cool, we got her in armor. Cool, let her, let her do some woman-like stuff. No, she was already a badass before they signed her on the show. So they said, hey, do what you do best, and then we'll go with the rest. And it worked. So, so that's my thing. It's like, don't, don't show me, you know, a, a box to check. Show me a person. Like, that's what I want to see. Especially with a game as realistic as The Last of Us. Don't show me just another thing that you wanted to put in there just to just to put it in there. Show me a human being. Yeah. And and that's, it's a, it's a shame that, like you were saying before, I mean, both of you guys have incredible points, compelling points. That they're just checking boxes to make ends meet. And it's like, guys, you're you're following the same shit that everybody else is doing. And it's just, you're seeing the fan backlash of this. Whether it be The Last of Us 2 or anything else. But especially in the topic of The Last of Us 2. They're gonna, I'm telling you right now. The fan backlash is going to be ugly. It already is. I'm, I'm, and it's, it's we had, the game's not even in my hand. So just imagine when the game does come out. So Yeah. But anyways, that was pretty much uh, the whole general discussion there. Uh, to just wrap it up here, guys, um, we're definitely going to be trying to come back week by week, kind of covering everything, kind of basically catching up along with our new co-host, Mr. Russianator himself. Bada bing. And uh, from there on, we're going to be pretty much doing everything we can to give you the news during this time because I know... Some form of entertainment needs to kind of be around for the Instagram and Facebook community. I know we were it, and now that we're back, let's do it. Uh, Also, let's give a little bit of a shout-out to uh, Eric and Megan, because they actually gave us a shout-out on their show. 
What? They have a show? Yeah, they, uh, damn, I feel bad for not, uh, like, linking this shit to you. But, yeah, they've got a kick-ass show. They're recovering some Star Trek stuff. If you guys get the chance, I'll definitely put the link on the Podbean episode below so you guys can check out them. Huge props to them for giving us some kind of, uh, you know, giving us some, you know, some credits there. Thank you, guys. We love y'all. And, uh, as always, this is the Trigger Happy Chatterbox. This is the world's greatest detective, 626. This is the Russian editor. And guys, uh, stay safe and uh, stay golden. Wait.